Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're diving into a fascinating paper titled Power Sector Impacts of a Simultaneous European Heat Pump Rollout by Alexander Roth. This paper is truly significant in its field as it investigates the crucial role of heat pumps in decarbonizing the building sector in several Central European countries. That's right, Jen. The building sector contributes significantly to carbon emissions, and the phase-out of fossil fuel heating systems is crucial for achieving net-zero emissions by 2050. Heat pumps are considered a key technology for achieving this goal. Absolutely, Tom. Now let's break down some of the key concepts and background in this paper. Heat pumps are devices that extract heat from a source, such as the ambient air or the ground, and then transfer it to where it's needed, like a water-based heating system within a building. They are highly efficient and operate directly with electricity, making them ideal for a decarbonized energy system. The paper examines the challenges associated with a large-scale rollout of heat pumps in the building sector, particularly the additional electricity demand and peak loads that they generate. It also explores the potential solutions to these challenges, such as additional wind power generation capacities and the role of small thermal energy storage. To help our listeners better understand the technical jargon, let's break down some complex vocabulary used in the paper. Decarbonization refers to the reduction of carbon emissions, often achieved by transitioning to renewable or low-carbon energy sources. Fossil fuel heating systems are traditional heating systems that rely on fuels like coal, oil, or natural gas and are a significant source of greenhouse gas emissions. Heat demand refers to the need for heating in buildings, and thermal energy storage involves storing heat for later use. Generation capacities are the total output capacity of power plants, and firm generation capacities refer to reliable and consistent power generation. Now that we've covered the background and key concepts, let's dive into the core of the paper. The research objectives focus on studying the power sector impacts of a widespread heat pump rollout in multiple European countries and identifying the challenges and potential solutions associated with this rollout. The methodology used in the paper involves an hourly resolved capacity expansion model of the power sector to assess the structure of peak heat demands and their overlap with peak residual load periods. The researcher also analyzes the role of additional wind power generation capacities and small thermal energy storage in meeting the heat pump demand. The key findings of the paper suggest that meeting 25% of total heat demand in buildings with heat pumps would be best covered with additional wind power generation capacities and small thermal energy storage can reduce the need for additional firm generation capacity. The researcher also emphasizes the importance of considering multiple weather years for more robust results. Moving on to the implications and applications of these findings, the paper's insights have significant potential impacts on the energy and environmental sectors. By highlighting the power sector impacts of a simultaneous European heat pump rollout, the findings can inform policymakers and stakeholders in making informed decisions about decarbonizing the building sector and transitioning to renewable energy sources. Absolutely, Tom. The potential applications of this research are vast, from informing energy policy and investment decisions 
to guiding the development of renewable energy infrastructure. The findings also underscore the importance of considering the variability of heat demand and the need for flexible solutions in a decarbonized energy system. Wrapping up our in-depth analysis of this intriguing paper, I think it's safe to say that the power sector impacts of a simultaneous European heat pump rollout present both challenges and opportunities in the transition to a more sustainable and decarbonized future. I couldn't agree more, Tom. This research sheds light on the complexities of integrating heat pumps into the power sector and emphasizes the need for innovative solutions and careful planning. It's a reminder of the intricacies involved in addressing climate change and achieving a net zero economy. Well said, Jen. And with that, we've come to the end of another enlightening episode. We hope you've enjoyed delving into the world of power sector impacts and heat pump rollouts with us. Until next time, this is Tom and Jen signing off. Stay curious and keep exploring the fascinating world of science and research. Are you tired of your old, inefficient heating system, but worried about the impact on the power sector of switching to a heat pump? Introducing Zappy Heat Pumps. We're here to solve all your heating woes while keeping the power sector in mind. Our heat pumps are not only efficient and eco-friendly, but they also zap away the power sector impacts with their smart energy management. And for a limited time, we're throwing in a free dancing heat pump mascot with every installation. It's a party in your basement. So why settle for boring heating solutions when you can go zappy with zappy heat pumps? Zap the cold away, zap the worries away. Welcome back to another episode of Science Talk. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we're diving into the paper titled Human Capital in the Sustainable Economic Development of the Energy Sector, authored by Evgeny Kuzmin, Maxim Vlasov, Wadim Strielkowski, Marina Faminskaya, and Konstantin Karchenko. This study explores the crucial role of human capital investment in driving sustainable socioeconomic growth within the energy industry. The energy sector forms the backbone of contemporary economies, providing vital resources that underpin industrial activities, transportation, and broader societal operations. In the context of the global shift towards sustainability, it is crucial to focus not just on technological innovation, but also on cultivating human capital within this sector. This is particularly relevant considering the recent shift towards green and renewable energy solutions. The study utilizes bibliometric analysis, drawing from a data set of 1,133 documents indexed in the Web of Science database. The authors conduct a network cluster analysis of the textual and bibliometric data using VOS Viewer software. They find that investments in human capital are perceived as vital for achieving long-term sustainable economic growth in the energy industry, both in Russia and worldwide. The role of human capital in the energy sector is gaining popularity among researchers and academics. The paper highlights the significance of human capital, which embodies competencies, insights, talents, and characteristics held collectively by people in a society or labor force. This includes formal academic and vocational education, as well as tacit understanding gained from job experiences. The reliance of energy sector entities on adept individuals is critical for fostering innovation, adjusting to new technologies, and enhancing overall efficiency and creativity. Investments in the intellectual growth, expertise, 
and health of employees through various professional development endeavors enrich the human capital of these corporations. Additionally, investment in human capital is instrumental in nurturing innovation and entrepreneurial ventures, with skilled individuals more inclined to initiate business ventures that promote economic variety and new commercial possibilities. The paper also evaluates the positive externalities of human capital, exploring its influence on areas such as education and research, skill diversity, technological advancement, entrepreneurship and startups, knowledge transfer, environmental awareness, and policy advocacy. The educational attainment and skill level of personnel are key determinants of the socioeconomic benefits derived from human capital investments. Firms within the fuel and energy sector are advised to prioritize comprehensive education and training for their workforce. The study employs a comprehensive methodological approach, leveraging bibliometric analysis based on a dataset of 1,133 documents indexed in the Web of Science database. They also conduct a network cluster analysis of textual and bibliometric data using VoViewer software. The authors analyze the trends related to human capital and the energy sector, as well as the annual number of publications on the role and place of human capital in the energy sector. The results of their analysis demonstrate the growing interest in this topic. The paper also presents a co-occurrence map based on the text data of the 1,933 papers containing the keywords human capital and energy, as well as a bibliographic map based on the bibliometric data of the same papers. These visual representations provide insights into the interconnectedness and interdisciplinary nature of the research field. The authors conclude that human capital investment significantly influences sustainable socioeconomic growth within the energy sector. Investments in human capital are crucial for achieving positive outcomes in energy efficiency and the broader adoption of renewable energy technologies. The strategic enhancement of human capital is essential for transitioning from traditional to green energy consumption. Overall, this paper sheds light on the pivotal role of human capital in driving sustainable economic development in the energy sector, emphasizing the need for continued investment in education, training, and skill development. The findings from this study have wide-reaching implications for policymakers, energy sector stakeholders, educational institutions, and industry leaders, urging them to recognize and prioritize the instrumental role of human capital in the transition towards sustainable energy consumption. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Science Talk. We hope you found this discussion on human capital in the energy sector enlightening and thought-provoking. As always, we encourage you to delve deeper into the research and continue exploring the fascinating world of science. Until next time, this is Tom, Tom, and Jen, and Jen, signing off. Hey there, folks. Are you tired of the same old energy companies with their boring, uninspired approaches? Introducing Energetic Minds, the company born from the groundbreaking research on human capital in the energy sector. At Energetic Minds, we believe in putting the fun in renewable energy. Our team is not just fueled by coffee. We're powered by knowledge, innovation, and a whole lot of enthusiasm. Our specially trained staff will infuse your energy sector operations with a dose of creativity, quirky ideas, and a touch of weirdness. And if you call now, we'll throw in our secret weapon, the Renewable Rambler Robot. 
This one-of-a-kind bot will roam your office, spreading joy and eco-friendly tips to your team. So don't settle for ordinary. Go with energetic minds and let your energy solutions be powered by the best human capital in the business. Call now. Both energetic minds, where energy meets eccentricity. Today, we're diving deep into the fascinating world of risk measures based on weak optimal transport, as detailed in the paper by Michael Cooper, Max Nendel, and Alessandro Zgarabotolo. That's right, Tom. This paper holds significant importance in the field of financial modeling, particularly in its ability to address the complexities of model uncertainty and its impact on the assessment of financial contracts. Absolutely, Jen. Now, let's unravel the key concepts and background underlying this paper. At its core, the paper focuses on convex risk measures with weak optimal transport penalties. These risk measures offer an explicit representation through a nonlinear transform of the loss function. Right, Tom. Now, let's break down some of the complex vocabulary used in the paper. The term convex risk measures refers to risk assessment tools that adhere to certain mathematical properties. Optimal transport penalties involve the costs associated with transporting probability measures, while neural networks are computational models inspired by the human brain's neural structure. Thanks for that breakdown, Jen. Now, let's delve into the detailed discussion of the paper's objectives and the methodology and techniques utilized by the researchers. Certainly, Tom. The objectives of the paper center around studying risk measures with weak optimal transport penalties and exploring their computational aspects related to the nonlinear transform. The researchers also delve into approximations of the risk measures using neural networks and various examples, including uncertainty on path spaces and moment constraints. Absolutely, Jen. The methodology employed in this study involves showcasing the explicit representation of risk measures through a nonlinear transform of the loss function. The researchers also discuss computational aspects related to this transform, as well as approximations of the risk measures using neural networks. They apply these concepts to a variety of examples, such as uncertainty on path spaces and martingale constraints. Well said, Tom. Now, let's move on to the key findings and results outlined in the paper. The research offers insights into using theoretical results for the numerical computation of worst-case losses in an insurance context and determining no-arbitrage prices of European contingent claims in a model-free setting. These findings have significant implications for the field of financial modeling and risk assessment. Absolutely, Tom. Now let's analyze the potential impact of these findings on the field and explore the implications and applications of the research. The potential impact of these findings is substantial, particularly in the realm of financial modeling and risk assessment. By incorporating weak optimal transport penalties into risk measures, the paper offers a more comprehensive framework for addressing model uncertainty and its impact on financial contracts. Absolutely, Tom. The practical applications of this research extend to the numerical computation of worst-case losses in insurance contexts and the determination of no-arbitrage prices of European contingent claims. These applications hold promise for enhancing risk assessment strategies and financial decision-making processes. Well said, Jen. Now, let's recap the main points discussed in this episode and reflect on the broader relevance of the paper. Absolutely, Tom. 
Today, we've explored the significant contributions of the paper Risk Measures Based on Weak Optimal Transport by Michael Cooper, Max Nendel, and Alessandro Scarabatolo. This paper sheds light on the complexities of model uncertainty in financial modeling and offers novel approaches to risk assessment through weak optimal transport penalties. Indeed, Jen. The broader relevance of this paper lies in its potential to revolutionize risk assessment strategies in the financial industry. By integrating weak optimal transport penalties into risk measures, researchers and practitioners can enhance their ability to address model uncertainty and make more informed financial decisions. Absolutely, Tom. It's clear that this paper provides valuable insights into addressing the challenges of model uncertainty in financial modeling and risk assessment. Its implications extend to the practical applications of determining worst-case losses in insurance contexts and computing no-arbitrage prices of European contingent claims. That's right, Jen. Today's exploration of risk measures based on weak optimal transport offers a glimpse into the innovative advancements shaping the field of financial modeling. We hope this episode has shed light on the significance of this paper and its potential impact on the industry. Absolutely, Tom. We look forward to hearing your thoughts on this episode and the intriguing concepts discussed within the paper. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next time on Podcast Name. Are you tired of bland risk assessment tools that leave you feeling more uncertain than ever? Introducing Optimal Transport Risk Solutions the company born out of the groundbreaking research on weak optimal transport in financial modeling. Our team of expert mathematicians and finance professionals have harnessed the power of weak optimal transport penalties to revolutionize risk assessment in the financial industry. With our unique approach, you can say goodbye to boring risk measures and hello to a world of dynamic, comprehensive risk assessment tools. And that's not all. Our cutting-edge algorithms and neural network approximations ensure that your financial decisions are as solid as a mathematical proof. So why settle for ordinary risk measures when you can embrace the extraordinary with optimal transport risk solutions? Call us today and let's transport your risk assessment to a whole new level. Hello and welcome back to our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom, and with me as always is the insightful and ever-curious Jen. Today we have a particularly fascinating paper to discuss. Title, A Unified Repository for Pre-Processed Climate Data Weighted by Gridded Economic Activity. This paper has been making waves in the world of environmental and economic research, and for good reason. It's all about providing high-resolution, country and region-specific climate data weighted by indicators of economic activity. Jen, this is quite the mouthful. Can you break down the significance of this paper in its field? Absolutely, Tom. This paper is significant because it addresses the growing need for climate data that is specific to different countries and regions. The standard approach to studying the impact of climate on socioeconomic activities involves matching weather-related variables with lower temporal frequencies and the geographical boundaries of administrative units. However, this process is complex and often requires the use of weights that proxy the geographical distribution of economic activities. This paper provides a unified framework to address these challenges and process available information from different climate data sources, ultimately leading to a user-friendly tool 
the Weighted Climate Data Repository web app. It's really about providing a comprehensive and open access resource for researchers and analysts who need spatially aggregated climate data with global coverage. That's quite impressive, Jen. Now, let's dive deeper into the core concepts and background covered in this paper. The main scientific concepts and theories addressed in the paper can be a bit complex, so could you walk us through the key concepts and background? Of course, Tom. The paper tackles the challenge of integrating high-resolution gridded climate variables with indicators of economic activity to provide spatially aggregated climate data for a variety of climate indicators. This is a fundamental step in environmental and economic research, as it allows researchers to better assess the impact of climatic conditions and weather events on the economy. The use of proxies like population density or nightlight intensity to weigh the gridded climate data before aggregation is particularly noteworthy, as it enables a more accurate representation of the geographical distribution of economic activities. Additionally, the paper delves into the validation of the data through a systematic comparison with those employed in leading climate impact studies, which ensures the reliability and robustness of the findings. Wow, that's quite a comprehensive overview, Jen. Now for our listeners who may not be as familiar with the technical vocabulary used in this paper, could you walk us through some of the complex terms and concepts? Absolutely, Tom. Let's start with gridded climate variables. These are essentially climate data that are divided into a grid pattern, allowing for a more detailed and localized analysis of climate conditions. Spatial weighting refers to the process of adjusting or biasing the climate data based on the spatial distribution of economic activities, which is crucial for accurately assessing the impact of climate on the economy. Aggregation involves combining the gridded climate data into larger geographical units, such as countries or regions, to provide a more comprehensive view of climate data at a desired level of granularity. Thanks for breaking that down, Jen. Now let's move on to the detailed discussion of the paper's objectives, methodology, and key findings. The primary objective of the paper is to provide a unified repository for pre-processed climate data weighted by gridded economic activity. This involves several key steps, including the selection of gridded climate variables and economic activity indicators, the computation of weights, and the aggregation of the weighted observations across different geographical resolutions. The researchers have leveraged raw gridded climate data from multiple sources, such as CRUTS, CSIF, ERA5, and UDEL and have integrated these with gridded indicators of economic activity, such as population density and nightlight intensity. The method employed by the researchers allows for customizable aggregation processes and the generation of ready-to-use climate variable datasets aggregated at national and subnational levels with global coverage over a substantial time window spanning from 1900 to 2023. That's quite extensive, Jen. What were the key findings and results of this research? The key findings of this research involve the creation of 138 datasets, each providing specific combinations of geographical resolution, climate variables, data sources, weighting variables, time resolutions, and weighting base years. These datasets are made available in different formats, such as wide format and long format, 
to facilitate their accessibility and utilization by researchers and analysts. The results of the data validation against influential climate econometric exercises also demonstrated a high degree of correspondence between the findings of this research and those of earlier studies, further establishing the reliability and effectiveness of the methods employed in this repository. Fascinating, Jen. Now let's discuss the potential impact of these findings on the field. The implications and applications of this, this research are vast. By providing a comprehensive and open access repository for climate data weighted by economic activity, this work has the potential to significantly advance the field of climate impact assessment. It enables researchers to access high quality and harmonized data sets leading to more rigorous and replicable impact assessment studies. The transparency and user-friendly nature of the repository also incentivize the community to test the robustness of estimates to the choice of data sources and aggregation strategies, ultimately enhancing the reliability and validity of climate impact assessments. Absolutely, Jen. This research is truly paving the way for more robust and comprehensive evaluations of the social and economic impacts of climate change. Now let's wrap up with a recap and some personal reflections on the broader relevance of this paper. In conclusion, this paper has provided a remarkable contribution to the field of environmental and economic research by addressing the critical need for spatially aggregated climate data weighted by indicators of economic activity. The creation of a unified repository and web app for accessing pre-processed climate data is a significant step towards enhancing the transparency, replicability, and reliability of climate impact assessments. As we move forward in the face of climate change and its far-reaching effects, the availability of comprehensive and validated climate data plays a crucial role in informing policy decisions and developing effective mitigation strategies. Well said, Jen. The accessibility and usability of the Weighted Climate Data Repository will undoubtedly have a profound impact on the way we understand and address the complex interplay between climate and socioeconomic activities. This research truly highlights the power of data integration and open access resources in driving meaningful progress in climate research. Absolutely, Tom. And with that, we've come to the end of our discussion on this groundbreaking paper. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in, and we hope you found this episode as enlightening as we did. Until next time, stay curious and stay informed. Goodbye. Welcome back, folks. Now, before we wrap up today's episode, we have a quirky and fantastical commercial to share with you. Have you ever found yourself in need of high-resolution, country- and region-specific climate data weighted by indicators of economic activity? Well, have we got the solution for you? Introducing the Climate Weights R Us. That's right, folks. Our team of weather wizards and economic geniuses have taken the groundbreaking research from the Unified Repository for Pre-Processed Climate Data Weighted by Gridded Economic Activity and turned it into a magical reality. Need to know exactly how much the weather impacts economic activity in your area? Look no further than Climate Weights R Us. Our quirky scientists will weave a web of climate data and economic indicators to create a personalized report just for you. Whether you're a farmer needing to understand the economic impact of changing weather patterns or a city planner looking to make climate smart decisions, Climate Weights R Us has got your back. And for a limited time only, if you mention our podcast during your consultation, 
you'll receive a complimentary Magic Weather Ball keychain. Don't miss out on this opportunity to revolutionize your understanding of climate and economic activity. So head on over to Climate Weights R Us and let the magic of climate data and economic weighting unravel before your eyes. Remember, at Climate Weights R Us, we take climate and economics seriously and humorously. Bye for now, folks. End of commercial. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning podcast, where we delve deep into the world of science and research. I'm Tom, and as always, I'm here with the brilliant Jen. Thank you, Tom. Today, we have an interesting and complex paper to discuss titled Dealer Strategies in Agent-Based Models by Vladimir Ostrovsky. That's right, Jen. This paper is significant because it explores the utilization of agent-based simulations in realistically modeling market structures and also sheds light on the nuances of optimal dealer strategies. By extending the agent-based model for auction markets by Chiarella, Iori, and Pirello, Ostrovsky includes liquidity providers and examines the optimal behavior of different dealer strategies and their consequences on market dynamics. The key concepts and background of this paper are centered around agent-based models, limit order books, market makers, liquidity providers, and the impact of dealer strategies on market dynamics. Agent-based models are computational models used to simulate the actions and interactions of autonomous agents, with the aim of assessing their effects on the system as a whole. That's right, Jen. In the paper, the author addresses the significant impact of liquidity providers in financial markets and cites previous studies on this topic, including the work of Chiarella and Iori in 2002, as well as Avalaneda and Stoikov in 2008. These studies focus on the optimal quoting rules for dealers and the impact of high-frequency trading on market stability. To simplify some complex vocabulary used in the paper, a limit order book, LOB, serves as a mainstay for information dissemination among market participants, facilitating opinion formation and subsequent price discovery. Liquidity providers are agents essential in financial markets, and their impact has garnered attention from various perspectives. That's a great breakdown, Jen. Now let's dive into the detailed discussion of the research paper's objectives, methodology, and key findings. The paper's primary objective is to examine the impact of dealer strategies on market dynamics using an extended agent-based model. The model considers the influence of liquidity providers in auction markets and focuses on the optimal behavior of dealers in different scenarios. The methodology used in the paper involves simulating agent-based models with varying dealer strategies, quote sizes, and risk aversion parameters. The author compares the performance outcomes of these strategies in synthetic market simulations. The key findings of the paper reveal that dealers exhibiting greater risk aversion tend to yield better performance outcomes. Quote sizes by dealers are strategy-dependent, with different strategies showing varied performance with larger or smaller quote sizes. The impact of increasing quote size on market volatility and kurtosis is also examined. Now, let's move on to the implications and applications of these findings in the field. The findings of this study have significant implications for understanding and predicting market dynamics. It provides insights into the behavior of liquidity providers and the impact of their strategies on market stability and price discovery. The paper's findings also have practical applications in the development of trading strategies and market-making algorithms. 
By understanding the optimal behavior of dealers in different scenarios, financial institutions can refine their trading practices and mitigate market risks. In conclusion, this paper presents a valuable contribution to the literature on financial agent-based models of auction markets and the research on optimal dealer quoting. It emphasizes the importance of agent-based simulations in achieving more realistic market structures and highlights the complexities of market dynamics. Personally, I find this paper's insights into dealer strategies and their impact on market dynamics to be incredibly intriguing. Understanding the behavior of dealers and liquidity providers is crucial in ensuring the stability and efficiency of financial markets. Absolutely, Tom. The detailed analysis and simulations presented in this paper provide a deeper understanding of the intricate dynamics at play in auction markets. This research has broader relevance in the finance industry and contributes to the ongoing discussions on market stability and liquidity provision. And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this deep dive into dealer strategies and agent-based models. Until next time, Stay curious and keep exploring the fascinating world of science and research. Hey there, folks. Are you tired of making risky dealer strategies and quote sizes decisions without any guidance? Introducing MarketSim Pro, the one-stop solution for all your market simulation needs. Our cutting-edge software utilizes the latest agent-based modeling techniques to help you optimize your dealer strategies and quote sizes. With MarketSimPro, you can test different scenarios and simulate the impact of your decisions on market dynamics, all without risking a single penny. Whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the world of finance, MarketSimPro will provide you with valuable insights and make your trading strategies as solid as a rock. So why take a shot in the dark when you can make informed decisions with MarketSimPro? Try it today and watch your profits soar.